This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 174-inch. On this episode, we give a spoiler-free recap of our experience attending the world premiere of We're the Al Yankovic Story at the Toronto International Film Festival. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al a podcast about Weird Al. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Oh, Dave, I can't believe how busy we've been these past few weeks and months. What a summer fall, whatever it is. Oh, absolutely. For sure. You know, it feels like we have been going nonstop since the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour kicked off way back in April. And even before that, too. Yeah, that is true. But we'll share that story when the time is appropriate. Meanwhile, can you believe that it has been almost a month since we saw the world premiere of We're the Al Yankovic Story at the Toronto International National Film Festival. Yeah, and I fully haven't processed it all yet, but I feel like it, it's been enough time that I can at least explain <laughs> what was going on, uh, hopefully. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's crazy, but we will tell you all about it on this episode. Everything we can remember, everything that's fit to report without spoiling anything. Yeah, don't worry. Our recap is going to be 100% spoiler free. We promised that we will not reveal anything on our podcast that could possibly be considered a spoiler for Weird the Yell Yankovic story until November 4th at the earliest when that film is more widely available for people to watch on the Roku channel, then, you know, all bets are off. This is going to be a fun podcast. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about our spoiler-free adventures in Canada for the world premiere of Weird the Al Yankovic Story in just a couple of moments. But first, it's time for What's Happening in Weird Al-Related News! What's Happening in Weird Al-Related News is brought to you in part by Well, Well, Well and the true legends of the once great forum Huawei in accordance with support for the rights of gays and LGBTQ+, and people who wash their hands regularly. Thanks, Mark Heidenreich, for the sponsorship. Mad Libs, the fun game in which you create short stories by filling in the blanks with your own words, has teamed up with Roku and We're the Al Yankovic Story for some fun. Mad Libs has released three short stories inspired by Weird Al and the film for free and is holding a sweepstakes with a pretty stinking majestic prize. That's right. The prize not only includes a Mad Libs book pack, but it also includes a shirt worn in the film We're the Al Yankovic Story. Now, there's no word on which screen-worn shirt it will be, but, you know, if I win the contest, Dave, I'm hoping it's one of the Hawaiian shirts that Daniel Radcliffe wore. Now, that would be pretty stinking majestic, but selfishly, I'm hoping it's the shirt that one of the background actors wore in the bar scene from the trailer. Ooh, yeah, that, that one, that would be really collectible, Dave. You can download the stories for free and enter the contest by following the link on the official Mad Libs Facebook page. But it's only one entry per person, so make sure you sign your grandma up for it, too. And if you wish to enter the sweepstakes, you better hurry, because today is the last day to enter. We have some sad news to share. The rapper Coolio, whose story is forever intertwined with Weird Al's, suddenly passed away on September 28th at the age of 59. Weird Al paid tribute to Coolio on his Twitter and Instagram pages by sharing a photo of the pair embracing and the simple message... R.I.P. Coolio. 
Now, Coolio's hit single, Gangsta's Paradise, was obviously the inspiration for one of Weird Al's most popular and prominent parodies, Amish Paradise. The parody initially rubbed Coolio the wrong way, kicking off a few that emerged between the two of them. At the 1996 Grammy Awards, Coolio famously said of that parody, I ain't with that. I think that song was too serious. I really don't appreciate him desecrating the song like that. Now, in the years that followed, Coolio appeared to have reconsidered his stance. And in 2014, in an interview with Vice, Coolio said, Let me say this. I apologized to Weird Al a long time ago, and I was wrong. And later in that interview, Coolio also said that when he finally listened to Amish Paradise, he thought it was actually funny as... <gasps> Weird Al also parodied Coolio's famous hairstyle on several occasions, including on the cover of the Bad Hair Day album, in the Amish Paradise music video, and at the American Music Awards, where Weird Al co-presented an award with Coolio. If you're interested in more information about how Weird Al got his hairstyle to look so much like Coolio's in those parodies, you can check out our interview with Roseanne McElvain on episodes 145 inch and episode 146 inch. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast, Gil and Chill in peace, Coolio. Well, it's finally here. October marks the last month of shows for the 2022 leg of the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour, and Dave and I still intend to attend a few more shows. Now, on a previous episode, we had mentioned how I was planning to go to the concert in Memphis tomorrow. Well, my plans changed, but as of right now, I'm still planning on attending the Weird Al concert at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., after that, Dave and I will reunite, and we intend to close out the 2022 portion of the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour together by hitting some of the last shows through the big one at Carnegie Hall in New York City. Well, after all those ticket troubles at New York Comic Con, we were finally able to secure our weird panel reservations last week, so we both plan to attend the New York Comic Con this coming Sunday for the weird panel. So if you're going to be there too, or at any of the shows we intend to be at, please let us know because we'd love to say hi and get rid of, I mean, give you some wooden nickels. And one more update on Weird the Al Yankovic story. It is headed to Georgia and is set to open the SCAD Savannah Film Festival on October 22nd. For Weird Al fans in Georgia, this news is a bit bittersweet because that happens to be the exact same night that Weird Al is performing at night two of his run at Symphony Hall in Atlanta, Georgia. Tickets are limited to two per order and are on sale now for $15 while supplies last over at filmfest.scad.edu. In competing podcast news, last week Weird Al appeared as a guest on the podcast Metaphysical Milkshake with Rain Wilson and Reza Aslan to ponder what is weird. You can check out Al talking to Weird the Al Yankovic Stories' Dr. Demento wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can watch the video version over on the Metaphysical Milkshake YouTube page. Well, that's all we have for news, so I guess it's time to talk about our adventures in Toronto. All right, first off, I want to remind everybody that we will not be spoiling anything in the film. This review will be 100% spoiler-free. Well, the adventure first started for us when we were chatting with the director of Weird the Al Yankovic Story, Eric Appel, uh, getting ready to interview him on our podcast, and he let us know that the film would be premiering at the Toronto International Film Festival. 
Festival. Now, this was a little bit earlier than it had been officially announced, so we did have to keep it under wraps for a little while, but it was very exciting knowing that news, and it was very frustrating knowing we could not get tickets until they actually went on sale. Oh, man, and that was horrible, Dave. The, the process... <laughs> oh, Yeah. Of getting tickets to Toronto International Film Festival is it's not like buying a ticket to a Weird Al concert where it's like, you know, the date they go on sale, you buy the tickets, you got the tickets. This one was like, well, certain people get to start pre-buying this day, but certain showings are premium, so they don't go on sale that day. It was a nightmare. We were in contact with the customer service there. We were doing our own research. We're talking to people who've been to the festival in the past. And it was we were not getting really many clear answers because I don't <laughs> think they even knew what was going on. <laughs> no, I mean, certainly if there's ever a way to run a film festival, the Toronto International Film Festival has done it like the absolute worst possible way to ever <laughs> for, for tickets. And uh, we'll, just, just for information, uh, we may refer to the Toronto International Film Festival as TIFF, T-I-F-F. Uh, those are kind of interchangeable. So if you hear us going back and forth between those, that's what we're talking about. But yeah, just getting tickets to TIFF was just a nightmare. Anything that could possibly complicate it, somehow they managed to work that into the process. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but like when Weird Al's tour went on sale in December 2021, we bought our tickets like the second they went on pre-sale or on sale. And so, you know, the fact that we knew this thing was happening and we also knew that we had to wait like a month before even having a chance to potentially get the tickets was really crazy because, you know, those opportunities to get the tickets were very close to when the film was actually going to be shown. So it was like, you know, do we make travel arrangements? Do we take off of work? You know, for people like UH Jeff and, and Scott Sorensen, do we book our flights from Los Angeles right. to Toronto and pick our hotels? And and so it was, it was really kind of crazy. Um, and at the end of the day, what we figured out was uh, there were two things that we could do to give us a slight advantage. And this was a slight advantage. This was no guarantee that we were going to get right. anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we bought uh, memberships to the film festival. So like a, a donation, essentially, to give us early access. And then we bought flex passes. But we bought them with the understanding we wouldn't be able to actually use those passes for Weird the Al Yankovic story. We just bought them because that gave us an extra day or something. Right. And there were actually multiple showings of Weird the Al Yankovic story, and we weren't quite sure, but we thought maybe our flex passes would uh, get us access into either that showing the following day or the showing the week later. But I mean, who knows? Because it was so complicated trying to figure out the ticketing system at TIFF. Yeah. It was insanely, it, well, <laughs> insanely frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So it, it ended up where our understanding was that our best shot was getting to see the Friday show, not the premiere on Thursday. Um, but then when uh, we actually had access to get tickets and it was weird because it was a lottery system. So uh, we teamed up with UH Jeff and our friend who lives in Canada, Cat O'Carroll or Halifax cat. And Jeff got the earliest slot. Dave, you and Kat got the second earliest slot. And then my slot was like a day later. So we're like, right. are we going to even be able to get it? And there's like a limit on how many tickets you could buy. Um, it was nuts. So as soon as, uh, Jeff had the earliest slot. He went in. The Friday showing was sold out, and that was the one that we thought 
we were going to be able to buy with what we bought with the memberships. But then Dave, you got access uh, like an hour later and you found a workaround and we were able to actually buy our tickets to the premiere. Yeah, it was, it was insane because we didn't understand why the Friday show was sold out because it appeared like everything else, including like some of the other really hot tickets were not sold out yet. So we just were totally confused why Friday was sold out entirely and how it got sold out because our understanding was that Jeff got the earliest or one of the earliest slots yeah, with, without spending get. like $10,000 get right. the earliest slot. So, and it was really confusing. And I was like, well, I'm going to go in anyway and peek around. And when I got in there, I somehow found some, I don't understand it because again, the ticketings were the ticketing for this thing was so confusing. If you went in to the website a certain way, you could see tickets. And if you went in a different way, you couldn't. And I ended up somehow stumbling across the actual premiere on <laughs> Thursday night and I clicked on it and all of a sudden it's like you can pick up the four tickets so I was like well I'm don't know how I got here but I'm gonna do it and I ended up securing tickets four tickets in the second row dead center and I was so excited because first of all I meant that four of us could go see this film yeah. for sure once it finally I got the confirmation and everything and then well, uh, I, Dave I remember you got those tickets and I was like I don't believe that you got those tickets until you have a confirmation <laughs> because this must be a mistake because everything that we had seen said those tickets wouldn't be on sale yet yeah yeah for sure <laughs> I, I was I was nervous even after I got the confirmation but I think it but I think the confirmation calmed me down a little bit but yeah so we ended up uh somehow uh, Jeff went in and and found the same trick and and then Kat went in found the same trick and we ended up securing a whole bunch of tickets figuring that they'd be pretty easy to get rid of oh, yeah. we know quite a few Weird Al fans who would want to go see We're the Al Yankovic story not to mention you know anybody attending the Toronto International Film Festival but it was crazy when I was buying the tickets you know I'm so used to buying Weird Al tickets. You want to get up as close as possible. So right. when I saw there was second row, I grabbed them instantly. And then after I had checked out, I said, oh, wait a minute. This is a movie. Sitting in the second <laughs> row, really the best spot. But it, but luckily it turned out that that second row was actually probably the some of the best seats in the theater. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that thought crossed my mind briefly. Like, it's going to not be great. Our necks are going to hurt. But then... You know, it wasn't a movie theater that we we're seeing this in. We we're seeing this in a performing arts center, like in, uh, you right. know, so there's a screen not right up against our nose. And yeah, it ended up being probably the best seats in the house, to be honest. I, oh, yeah. I'm so happy with our seats. I mean, they, they were dead center. Uh, so they were split over our group. We had a big group. We ended up getting 16 tickets total. But uh, we they were spread over the second and third row of the theater. But they were amazing seats. I mean, yeah. I don't know. think I would have wanted to sit almost anywhere else in the theater <laughs> than right where we were sitting. Well, So obviously, Dave, the crew included you and I. UH Jeff and Cat O'Carroll, because we were the ones who actually bought the tickets and bought the memberships and got in there. And then, obviously, our, our first picks were uh, our significant others. Dave, of course, Jackie was on the list, and my girlfriend Kate was on the list. And I know that uh, our friend Scott Sorensen uh, expressed some interest in going, and as well as Blair Freeman and Jeff McClellan, they all came in from outside of Canada. And then we had a small group in Canada that actually went, including uh, Polyester. Yeah. And then um, also our friend Mandy, our friend Catherine, Jeff had met this guy, Ryan, who's a big Weird Al fan at the first show in Poughkeepsie. 
so he actually came in from out of the state, but he's Australian. Uh, so that was wow. kind of funny. <laughs> and then we also uh, had uh, some other Toronto-based super fans, Paige, Lewis, and Dennis there. And uh, so it was a really good crew of uh, the 16 of us. Yeah, we were excited, very, very excited, because we knew we would get to go see the world premiere, you know, but we still were... Having given up on those tickets for uh, Friday, so we were constantly refreshing. At least I was constantly yeah. refreshing the website because who knows with this website when things were going on sale and it was crazy. Well, there was but even yeah. a time, and I just thought of this. Uh, I forgot. I had blocked it out of my memory, Dave. Where there was supposed to be the like the the on sale for that. And so we all were there. I was in Vermont at a garlic festival and <laughs> I'm like sitting under a tent, like refreshing my phone and their system crashed. So nobody actually got in that day. Kind of like the New York City Comic Con thing <laughs> where they just weren't prepared for um, selling tickets to a big event. <laughs> Once we finally had the tickets secured, at least to the premiere, we're like, that's enough to figure out our travel, to figure out where we're going to stay to take the time off of work and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. So at that point, again, it's it's pretty close to the actual festival time at this point by the time we secured our tickets. So we're making last-minute plans to get up there. We decided, Ethan, uh, you and I and Kate and Jackie would carpool up together uh it would just be easier than trying to find flights and coordinate everything that yeah. way. And it's it's like an eight to ten hour drive. Uh, and since we'd all be together, it'd be fun. Uh, so we decided totally. to go up there. Yeah. And uh, we also uh, were looking for last minute for either a hotel or Airbnb. And everything by the theater was ridiculously highly priced because there was so much going on in Toronto that day. There were several concerts oh, my going goodness. on. Yeah. And there was... Is it was in, the Toronto International Film Festival was bringing people in, so it was insane trying to find anything even remotely affordable close to the theater. And now I just want to say I had never heard of uh, TIFF before this was announced. I'm not like a film buff, but TIFF is is up there with like Cannes and and Sundance as like one of the premier film festivals of the world. So you know there are celebrities and big time people who are coming to this festival. So. Um, that alone made it no surprise that there were very expensive hotels right there. Um, and it, that's why it was so crazy with traffic and people. And, and uh, yeah, it, it was crazy. So I don't know. Had you ever heard of TIFF before this, Dave? No, I had not really heard of TIFF before either. But I had not. Again, I'm not. I'm with you. I'm not really, you know, a big film buff. So it's not something I would be. It would be on my radar to look out for. Right. Okay. So as we're trying to find a place, Dave, how did you even, I don't even know this story. How did you find the Airbnb that we ended up getting? Oh yeah. So I was again, you know, trying to make last minute plans and I just wanted to make sure we had a place to stay and we weren't going to go broke finding this place. So <laughs> I, I figured that if I could get me, you, Jackie and Kate, and if we could rope in Scott and Jeff, we could probably split an Airbnb and that would help bring the cost down. So uh, I was looking for Airbnbs in Toronto and in the general area. And I came across a few of them that were reasonably priced, but then they weren't in great neighborhoods. So it wasn't yeah. comfortable, you know, with us staying there. And then there were others that were really close to theater, which were expensive. And I was like, 
going back and forth. Should I just pick one of these and then we just split the cost? But I ended up refreshing like the website one more time and this deal popped up with this Airbnb that was, I think it was something like eight kilometers away from the uh, the venue, <laughs> which is like something like five miles or something like that. I don't know, not doing the math yeah, correctly, <laughs> but, but it was incredibly close. And and then the price on it was like, like I can't believe this is the price on this this Airbnb. It was sort so of I, a thing where even if it was just like you and I staying there, just the two of us, like in California, that would have been a great price still. But yeah, the it would have been affordable that, yeah. for, for two people, <laughs> but split over six, it, it definitely you know brought that price down to incredibly, incredibly great deal. And this place was just was in this beautiful, rich area of Toronto, and it was out. Oh, four-story place and it was gorgeous and yeah. for the price we got it at i didn't even ask if this was acceptable i just snatched it up and said yeah they're gonna like it well when you sent the link and i started looking at the pictures of this place i thought it was a scam like i was like there's no way we're staying at this place it just looked like really cool like something out of like a <laughs> an architecture student book or something of like look at this cool kind of place that is Toronto I'm like I think we got scammed but we'll see what happens <laughs> I was a little worried too when I saw it but I did look at the reviews of the place and I did look at the reviews of the actual Airbnb host and they were all like 100% all positive stuff so I felt a little more comfortable but yes I was a little nervous until it was actually booked solid for sure yeah. and then I was a little <laughs> bit nervous till we actually got there and made sure that this is really what we booked but yeah it was amazing once we got there it was incredible yeah so it was just it was so tough because that week was a a short work week anyway monday was off for labor day so like having to work all day tuesday knowing that i was leaving the next day to go to toronto for the world premiere of weird the al yankovic story it was really tough (laughs) to uh to like uh to not just be freaking out and um, finally Wednesday came and Dave, you and Jackie drove up, uh, to New York to get Kate and I, and then we stopped at Panera to get a quick lunch. And, um, meanwhile, ever since like the tickets went on sale, um, I know you had been, you said you had been, but I was also just kind of refreshing the ticket page and randomly, like as we're pulling into Panera, one ticket went on sale for the Friday screening, the second screening of Weird the Al Yankovic Story. <laughs> so I just bought it. I'm like, I don't even care. Like, we'll figure it out. We'll get the other one somehow. Right. And then we got on the road, and it was uh, pretty much a straight shot to Canada from uh, upstate New York. Yeah, I drove the whole way. It, was, it wasn't it was that bad of a drive. It was actually a nice drive uh, up there, and it was great to have uh, company in the car up there it was it was nice yeah and we had no issues at all crossing the border so it was uh it was really cool well we had no issues of course uh we had to leave intern frank at the border because (laughs) he didn't have his paperwork um he gave it to us to hold on to when we tied him to the roof because we i I mean i didn't want to share you know the back seat with him so um when they asked him for his paperwork he's like well they have it but we're like we don't have it so they left him we left him at the border i didn't really want him to come anyway so it worked out so as soon as we crossed the border into canada we had to uh switch our minds to canadian music (laughs) so first thing we played was off of uh, jackie's phone she had the copy of 
Canada's really big by the arrogant worms. So we threw that on. <laughs> and then she also had a copy of Canadian Idiot by Weird Al Yankovic. So we listened to that as well as soon as we crossed over the border. <laughs> and then we're like, well, we need every Canadian Weird Al song. So we also listened to the um, the Great White North version of <laughs> right. Canadian Idiot. And then we were satisfied that we had listened to all three Canadian songs in existence. Uh, <laughs> we continued on our journey. <laughs> we stopped at a, a rest area not too far into Canada. And immediately we noticed a restaurant um, because it reminded us of back home. It was called Pizza Pizza. <laughs> yeah, which we have to assume is only Canadian for burrito burrito. This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito. Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped in a quesadilla burrito, burrito, and wizard burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your burrito burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger, feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan-style. Visit burritosquared.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. All right, so after our stop at the rest stop, we were back on the road again for, I don't know, an hour or an hour and a half before we got to Toronto. And when we pulled into the house, oh, it was as cool as the pictures. It looked even better than the pictures. Of course, Jeff Jeff was already there. Jeff and Scott were already there. They had arrived a little bit earlier than we had. But uh, they were scoping out the place and they had already reserved their rooms. But this place was incredible. Like I said, it was four stories. It looked like... It was like, it a, looked like a modern... Uh, like it was like a mansion almost it felt like a mansion yeah, it, it was, felt like a mansion it was huge <laughs> like it was really tall ceilings and like like really stylish and it, like the floors were heated there was like an led fireplace that was really cool um like cabinets everywhere <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> scene like there's it wasn't marble like on the walls but it was like this this fake marble but it looked incredible and it was just this whole place was was like there were window shades that would go up and down by remote control yeah. it was so <laughs> awesome and there was like four different floors to this house and on the top floor was this huge huge like master bedroom with this huge bathroom with this giant walk-in shower and this giant jacuzzi tub and oh my gosh this place was like better than i could have ever imagined it was super cool, and um, we were starving at this point. So <laughs> right, <laughs> we uh, we ordered some uh, some food, some some delivery, uh, and I, I don't know what you got, Dave, but I'll, I'll run down my list. I, I was very Weird Al themed in in my order. <laughs> okay, uh, so I, I found this cool uh, vegan place, um, not burrito burrito, not pizza pizza. I don't know what it was called, but of course I had to get a vegan Ruben. Uh, <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, because as in Canada, I had to get vegan poutine. And then, of Ooh. course, um, you know, mashed potatoes can be your friend. So I got vegan mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> and uh, we went to grab some, some wine, and I found a pink poodle hat wine. It didn't say hat on it, but you know why I got it, because poodles. <laughs> I don't remember what I got, but I got in on somebody's order of food and it was delicious <laughs> and I was starving, so it didn't matter. <laughs> but no, it was really good food, but it was, it was great. They, they dropped, you know, obviously they have the equivalent of DoorDash and Uber Eats up there. So that's what we ended up getting. Yeah. It's called DoorDash and Uber Eats up in Canada, Dave. <laughs> oh, nice. Thanks for the translation. You're welcome. So we were all pretty exhausted from traveling all day and, uh, 
went to bed. We got right up. Um, ordered some uh, Canadian bagels for everyone for breakfast. Our plan for the day was to get ready and head to downtown Toronto. Yeah, so uh, Jackie has a few friends that are up in Canada, and one of them actually works at the CN Tower. Her name is Izzy, and she was able to secure us passes to the CN Tower and be our tour guide. So we headed down there. We went right to the CN Tower. Of course, traffic getting down there was insane. Oh, yeah. I think our cab driver like got us as close as he could get us. And we're like, you know what? We'll just walk the rest of the way. He's like, oh, thank you. Because it was, <laughs> it was so crazy with everyone down there for, for uh, TIFF and for all the other uh, different events. I know there was, I think I mentioned there was concerts going on and, and it was I'm crazy. trying to think. I know like Elton John was playing there. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Pearl Jam, I think. So it was just like a really busy downtown <laughs> Toronto. Uh, everyone was either wearing an Elton John or a Pearl Jam shirt. And I think we saw like one or two Weird Al shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but what was really great is that, so after we got dropped off by the taxi, as we're walking to the CN Tower, Dave and I passed the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, you know, <laughs> our, our overlord of the podcast. So we did take a picture in front of the sign there. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> is <laughs> pretty great. Um, and we got to the CN Tower, and Blair was there. Blair Freeman uh, met us there. So it was really great to uh, to get to see him again. So then all of us uh, went in with Izzy, and we got to uh, take our photo, you know, in the, the <laughs> we'll sell you this photo later photo in front of a green screen. <laughs> uh, and then we went to the elevator. I don't know if you saw this, Dave, but um, the elevator said GLL, which obviously was Canada welcoming us uh, with a gill and chill. Um, <laughs> to the CN Tower. <laughs> yeah, so I had been to the CN Tower maybe about 20 years ago, 21 or 22 years ago at this point. So it's been a while since I've been there, but it is really cool. It is a cool place to stop if you are uh, in Toronto. You know, you go up this tower, you go up this really, you know, skinny tower up to the top and it opens up and there's just these glass um windows that go all the way around and i guess they had half of the the tower shut off for a private event so we could only see about half of the view but you get to look out all over toronto and all over the uh, great lakes that are there it it is really really cool it was super cool they had a special uh cn tower beer that was like brewed exclusively for them to sell at the tower so i had to try that which was great and, um, you know, we did the touristy things. You get your picture, you know, standing over right. the, the glass over the ground, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm right. going to fall, that kind of stuff. Uh, it was really it was really nice. We just we hung out and just really enjoyed our, our time there. And um, it was starting to get late. So we had to uh, start heading down. Of course, when you go down the elevator, they drop you off in the gift shop. Of course. So that was uh, <laughs> fun. There was actually, as soon as I got off the elevator, you and I went down uh, different elevators or at different times. As soon as I get off, I noticed that there's this statue of a Mountie, like right at the bottom <laughs> of the elevator. And he's standing there doing my pose that from the caricature <laughs> with his hand up. And I was like, oh, they're greeting me. How nice. <laughs> See, they did that. They did the gill and chill thing. Right. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what you did. Yeah, I got like right behind you. I, I got stopped with uh, with Jeff and Scott and we like had to wait uh, for a different elevator. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went down. I took a picture with the uh, the Mountie um, and he's now the co-host of the podcast. This is actually <laughs> where we announced that Dave is leaving the podcast. It's now. Uh, Canadian Mountie statue in Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast uh, from here on forward. 
<laughs> well, I wasn't quite ready to announce that yet, Ethan, but okay. We'll leave it as a teaser. <laughs> now, this was exciting. If you know Dave and I, we love Canadian nickels. And they did have, you know how in, in the U.S. they have squish-a-penny machines? Well, they had squish-a-nickel machines. <laughs> oh, um, nice. But I didn't end up with any squished nickels or any uh, gift shop items. I just enjoyed looking around. And then, uh, yeah, I bought a magnet while we were there. Uh, but other than that, I the only other thing we bought is we ended up buying that big green screen photo, which we uh, decided would be a fun souvenir to share with everybody who was there. Yeah, and we were able to buy like a digital download of it so everyone could have a yeah. picture. And so then we, um, you know, it was starting to get a little bit late. So we had to start thinking about heading back to the Airbnb so we could get dressed for the, the midnight premiere of Weird the Al Yankovic Story. Um, but on our way back, we decided to stop in at sort of the... Uh, TIFF kind of headquarters place where they have the box office and they have the gift shop. And I was really excited to check out the gift shop. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, this is TIFF. Weird the Al Yankovic story is making its world premiere there. We thought we might find maybe something that mentioned Weird the Al Yankovic story. There wasn't anything other than the actual program book, which you could buy online if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but we did see something really special in the gift shop, and that is our friend Lily Hirsch. Her book, Weird Al Seriously, the expanded edition, was for <laughs> sale in the TIFF gift shop. And as you all know, we, Dave and I are mentioned, you know, so much in that book that it was pretty much like having Dave and Ethan in the gift shop uh, for sale, <laughs> which was pretty cool. So we're really happy to see that there. And uh, I don't think Lily knew about that. I think we alerted her to that. And that was the first she had heard. So I picked up a couple uh, small things, just like a Midnight Madness patch, because that was the the section of the festival that Al was, um, his movie was premiering in. And then I got like, um, you know, like some pin or a sticker or something. Um, and then we decided, well, while we're here at the box office, let's try and get physical tickets because we're crazy and we're collectors, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're like, well, let's see what happens. So, so Ethan, you were still in the gift shop, but Jeff and I, we had our digital tickets. So we wanted to see if we could get those printed out into physical tickets. We got up there and we had ours printed out. And I think about that time I was trying to flag you down to run over and get your tickets printed. And we got up to the ticket booth and there was just a whole big confusion as to uh, should I print my tickets or not? Because uh, you somehow... They somehow asked you for the wrong information or something like that. I'm not quite sure what happened yet, but more ticket woes at TIFF. <laughs> but in the middle of this like nonsense, I get a text message uh, from our good friend Jackson Scoggins saying, have you found any of the merch yet? And I'm like, Jackson, what are you talking about? <laughs> and Jackson alerts us that um, the official Weird the Al Yankovic Story Twitter account, at BeWeird, uh, was hiding movie merchandise around TIFF and posting photos of the locations for people to find. <laughs> so we're still That's stuck crazy. in line. And I'm like, oh, I got to, I want to go, I want to go find stuff. Um, and Blair didn't have any of the tickets on his phone yet. So I was just like, Blair, uh, go look for a hot dog stand. There's merchandise. So Blair just runs off. We're still doing the <laughs> ticket thing. And then while we're still doing the ticket thing, Blair comes back and he has this like, um, brown paper package in his hand and he's like i found it <laughs> nice <laughs> that was the merch and so we're like oh my god we're all freaking out uh we opened it up it was um the black um movie poster t-shirt the exact same one as is available on hot topics website 
and yeah. it also had an inflatable purple and white uh, branded Weird the Al Yankovic Story beach ball. It was so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> and it was, yeah, there was like a little uh, card on the outside that just had the information about, you know, it just said Weird the Al Yankovic Story, tag us on Instagram or whatever. Right. And uh, so then we're like, well, crap. We got to try and find some more of these. So we start looking at the Twitter account and I see that there's one at this. I don't even know what it was like a a restaurant called Sweet Jesus. So I put it into Google Maps and I went right outside and I found it sitting on a bench. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And then there was one at the Yuck Yucks Comedy Club. So Scott's like, I'm going to go there. So he runs off because it was like kind of far away. And then, Dave, you were like, oh, there's one at the Royal Alexandria Theater. So you ran off to go to that one. Yeah, it was funny. As I was running off to get to that one, I'm running towards the theater. I have no idea where this is. And you're just like, it's in that direction. Go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm taking off and I run past Blair and Blair's like, oh, hey, Dave. And I'm like, hey, I got to find something at the Royal Alexandria Theater. And he's like, oh, I already found that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we grouped back up and we had found four out of four that were posted, but they said that, uh, in one of their tweets that there would be five. So we're like, did we miss one? Was there two somewhere? So we're like, well, we at least found four of them. And um, Dave, I very graciously and very honorably decided to give you one of mine out of pity since I had two at that point. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I would have stolen it from you anyway. Okay. While you were sleeping, so it's all good. And uh, I know UH Jeff was kind of, uh, bummed out that he didn't have one at that point because I had one, you had one, Blair had one, and Scott had one. And so Jeff's like, I feel left out. And uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> you, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> yeah, so it was getting pretty late at this point. So we did have a few people who needed to go back and shower, you know, and get ready for the actual world premiere. Uh, we figured that we better get down to the world premiere pretty early because of the insane traffic that was going on. So we... Uh, we sent a few people back in a cab early so that they could get back and uh, get ready and have time to get ready. And then I think it was you, I, and Scott who yep. hung back and we yep. waited for the second cab. And we eventually, f- <laughs> there was some confusion about getting the cab. I think we ended up getting in the wrong cab, but we did en- eventually <laughs> get back to the place. Yeah. And it was the weirdest thing because as we're pulling up to the Airbnb, the cab driver's like, okay, here's the price. Uh, can you pay me in cash? And we're like, no, because we're not Canadian. We don't have Canadian money. And it was re- really insisted that we pay him in cash. So I think he was trying to scam us. Yeah, he's like, I don't have any gas in my car. I need cash. And we're like, okay, we don't have gas or cash. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we have American dollars. And Dave's, you were like, I'll go grab some for you. And he's like, no, you'd have to convert it for me first. And we're like... We can't do that. Like It was really. So finally, I'm like, listen, do you take credit card or not? He's like, yes, I take credit card. I'm like, well, then here. (laughs) This is nothing, dude. (laughs) So that was very bizarre. Uh, But we uh, we got back. Yes, it sure was. (laughs) Um, We were getting ready. And I was still like kind of refreshing and trying to find some. Um, some Friday tickets. And actually before we ended up leaving, I did purchase a couple more from like a resale website Uh and I was able to buy some from some guy who was selling them. And so I also almost got scammed. Some guy was trying to scam me selling them and uh, his stuff was like kind of suspect. That was earlier in the week. Um, Right. But so at that point we had like almost enough 
Um, and I was still waiting for the one on the reseller website to show up. But we got ready and we, we hopped in a big old cab to fit six of us. And um, we headed back downtown. Yeah, and I think we had like said we're going to try to head downtown by like 8 o'clock or something so it could be down there by 9, worst case 10 with traffic or something because we definitely did not want to miss. This was a midnight premiere. We wanted to get down there early and see all we could see, but we also definitely did not want to be late to this thing. Dave, the other caveat, which I don't think we even mentioned yet, was really bizarre. I guess it's not bizarre. Maybe it's it's um, something that happens more at these festivals, but something that was scary to us was if you're not in your seat 10 minutes before the screening time, they will sell your seat to someone else. So if you're like, you show up late, there's a standby line and those people are going to take your seat. So we were like kind of nervous, like, well, we want to be there early, early, early (laughs) to make sure we don't, you know, we went through so much pain to get these tickets. We cannot, you know, miss it now. And the crazy thing is by the time that we actually did get down towards that area of Toronto where the uh, film festival was going on and all these concerts were going on, all the concerts had already started and the film festival was sort of, you know, people who were coming to that were already down there. So there really was no traffic down there. So we did get there incredibly early, which was actually nice and relaxing. It was, yeah. So we we got to kind of look around and... Um, we were meeting up with, uh, Blair and Jeff McClelland, um, was going to be meeting us there. And then of course our friend Polly Esther and Mandy and Catherine and, and some of the others. And, um, we walked by like this 360 camera thing, which Dave, you remember that video? I, I I'm guessing it was from the Grammys where Al is like, you know, jumping up in the air and, but it like kind of circles around him. It was one of those right. like, photo booths. So yeah. I was like, Oh, I really want to go to that, but we got to go at least find the theater and find Jeff and, you know, figure all this out. So um, we went over and met up with him and Jeff had made these really cool, close personal friends of Al um, enamel, not enamel. They were uh, acrylic pins and they were so cool. Yeah. So Jeff had a few of those to give to us and they were really nice. So thank you very much for that incredibly thoughtful gift, Jeff McClelland. Yes. And we got to see Polly and give her a big hug. It's been so long since we got to see Polly (laughs) And this is my first time meeting Mandy and Catherine, so that was nice to get to meet them as well. Yeah, my time, my first time too. So while we were hanging out by the Royal Alexandria Theater, there was actually this artist that was incredibly talented painting this really cool UHF-inspired artwork that we found out was going to be later raffled off. Now, her name is Megan Claire Kehoe, and her Instagram is at mck underscore studio. So she had incredible artwork, uh, looked beautiful, and I really was hoping I could win that raffle. Yeah, me too. It was really cool. So go, ch- yeah, definitely check out that uh, image. She did an awesome job on it. And um, it was around this time, like after we were looking at her stuff, um, I saw that the Instagram account posted the fifth and final merch drop. So I was like, oh, I got to find it. I texted Jeff because I knew he was like, you know, he really wanted one. And so he's like, oh, my God, he's like trying to find it. And then uh, Polly is like, oh, these random photographers took my picture and gave me a a loony. And I was like, I want a free loony. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but I want it. So (laughs) I kind of broke off. Uh, Catherine showed me how to get to um, over where the photos were, where where her and and Polly got their photos taken. And um, I feel like, you know, you guys kind of showed up uh, a little bit after. 
Yeah, well, you kind of took off and you didn't really tell us where you were going. And it was very difficult to find this uh, path to this UHF screening that was going on. But uh, we did eventually uh, make a few wrong turns, but we did find it. Uh, so we did make our way over there eventually. And uh, yeah, the first thing, as soon as I got over there, you're like, here, come on, get in front of this uh, yeah. screen. We got to take this picture. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I found like, those people. F- so yeah. we, we take the picture and they... Like, we had to sign something, and then they just handed us a, a loony coin, which is $1 Canadian, which is the equivalent of, like, a penny in American. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happens there. And they had, like, free snacks over there, too. They had, like, popcorn and little, like, uh, gummies and stuff that they were giving out. Yeah. Well. So I picked up uh, some popcorn for the movie. Yeah, that was great. On. And uh, while I was over there, I found the fifth and final merch drop. Nice. And, uh, of course, uh, my goal was to give it to our friend UH Jeff for everything he oh, does wow. for us in the Weird Al community. And um, so um, he was very happy to receive that. Um, and I also want to mention about the merch drops. We found all of the, the ones and we, we let like kind of our we had a, a group chat going on Facebook and we let people know like in our group. But Mandy misread the tweets. And she thought that it wasn't a merch drop. She thought it was like a shop. Like you go to the the, the hot dog stand and they have a bunch of shirts for sale. So she went to all oh. the different places <laughs> trying to buy the merch. And they had no idea. Like she goes into the hot dog stand. She's like, I'm here for the Weird Al merch. And, and they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. It's like <laughs> they didn't know that there was a merch drop happening. They're just selling hot dogs, you know. So right. she like was running all around downtown like trying to find oh. these merch shops. So um, very graciously, uh, Jeff split the uh, the merch merch with her, and so he gave her the uh, the shirt, and so she was really happy. Aww. So that was really sweet. Uh, Jeff knew Sarah. What a guy! What a guy! But I gave it to Jeff, and I gave it to you. So I think I deserve a what a guy, Dave. Ethan Allman, what a guy! Oh, thank you. <laughs> so uh, after that, I really wanted to get back to that 360 camera and uh, take a picture on that because I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. So I don't know what you guys were doing, but Kate and I went off to find that thing again. And unfortunately, by the time we got there, they had already kind of shut down shop and they weren't doing it anymore. Yeah, well, myself and the rest of our group, we kind of stayed back because uh, about right after you had left to say you were going to find the 360 camera, uh, they said, well, we're going to do the raffle. And so uh, they told us how to enter the raffle. I think you had to send your name to some Instagram handle or something. And uh, we waited around. And unfortunately, none of us in our group won that beautiful, beautiful painting. But uh, we did get to see it, which was incredible. Uh, And congratulations to whoever it was that did win it. Um, and then, like, as we're getting ready to head out, there were, all of a sudden there was just this, like, flash mob of Weird Al impersonators that <laughs> ran up, and they just did this very choreographed dance to Weird Al's I Love Rocky wow. Road. And it was insane. It was like, I don't know how many there were. There was at least 20 of them, maybe 27. I how didn't cool. count them. But it was so cool. And they're just dancing in front of the screen. And then... Uh, they did a little introduction to the movie UHF and the start of the movie UHF. And I think at that point we all decided, well, we've all seen UHF, so we probably don't need to hang around and watch the whole thing. And we do want to check out the rest of the stuff going on right. you know, on the streets of Toronto. So uh, we headed out. We took a few more group pictures in front of uh, some more, you know, little tiff marquees and stuff that they had up and uh it was interesting uh as we're heading back to the theater we ran into some of those weird al impersonators <laughs> and we were taking pictures with them and cool. stuff and they're really cool people yeah that's awesome 
Well, so while you guys were doing that, Kate and I, you know, we were trying to check out stuff, but it seemed like all of the sort of like um, tabling and and uh, that kind of stuff was ended at that point because uh, there weren't. I think it was just the the midnight screening. I think all the other screenings had kind of ended at that point. So um, we were kind of looking around there, and then we're like, "Oh, it would be great to find some air conditioning and get something to drink." So um, we go into this bar, and as we walk, you know, it's like downstairs. So we walk down. And someone, like, opens the door and holds it open for us. So we walk in. And we're like, yeah, uh, we just want to sit at the bar. And they're like, the bar's closed. Didn't you see the sign on the door when you <laughs> oh, came no. in? We're like, no, someone held the door for us. We didn't see the, <laughs> the paper, you know, handwritten sign. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we found a different place. And uh, uh, that's where uh, you guys ended up meeting us. And we just... we. Chilled out, got some AC, got some uh, bathroom and, and drink time, um, and just kind of hung out there until um, closer to the movie. Yeah, that was a really cool place. It was like almost directly next door to the theater, so it was uh, conveniently located, and it was uh, nice to get inside and sit down for a few minutes and relax You know, before we actually had to head over to the theater. And while we had assigned seats, there was still a line set up. And right. um, so we, we decided to walk over a little bit early so we could get a spot in the line. And we were pretty far back in the line um, just for the entrance line. Uh, but that line was nowhere near as long as the standby line for people hoping oh, no. people didn't show up. That was a huge line next to the theater. Um, and we also saw where like the the red carpet um, or the striped carpet or whatever and the kind <laughs> right. of press area was. So that was all lined up. And just with the timing of of where, when we had to be in the theater, we weren't able to go to the red carpet. Um, a lot of the stuff I was reading online is like, it's one or the other. If you're going to the thing, you're not going to go to the red carpet. Mm. Um, so we weren't able to do that, but it was cool seeing like all the people with cameras and people with, right. you know, photos to have signed and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And so we, yeah, we got in the line and then once doors opened, the, it moved really fast. And um, we, went like right in and apparently after we entered the theater that flash mob did their dance again in front of the press oh. so oh i missed it yeah i missed it both times i was so bummed luckily there's videos online i did get to see that the uhf movie before that but i missed the second one i didn't know that they had done a second one yeah. in front of the theater <laughs> how cool very cool so um yeah we got in we got to our seats right in the you know dave and i were right in the second row uh, right next to each other in Dave and Ethan order uh, with <laughs> Dave on my right. But if from the stage, you were on the left. Um, yep. And uh, I, I just wanted to find like a, a bottle of water or something. I, I was wondering, you know, do they have any cool concessions or uh, anything weird, the Al Yankovic story related? So I kind of went to explore. Um, so I'm not sure what you did, Dave, but I uh, explored. I went to the bathroom. I waited in an excruciatingly slow line for water. Oh. <laughs> um, I got to see Daniel Radcliffe's girlfriend. I was like, hey, I think that's oh, Daniel nice. Radcliffe's girlfriend. And I didn't talk to her or anything. Um, and then I uh, got some water. And and I got back. Kate was like, hey, you missed it. They were handing out these stickers. Uh, <laughs> and I was right. like, what? And she's like, luckily I got one for you. So I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was so cool. So I had actually, uh, when you were off uh, doing your adventure, trying to find water and whatever, I actually uh, went to go say hi to uh, somebody that we had uh, talked to online. His name is Justin Waldman. He helped us out uh, quite a bit with uh, 
with uh, navigating our way through the TIFF ticketing system. Yeah, and, he, was uh, a, he was a really then, cool guy. Yeah, yeah. And and he ended up, I don't think he was originally planning to go to uh, see Weird, the Al Yankovic story, but he somehow ended up with tickets to the premiere and he let us know that he was going to be there. So, and he was towards the back of the theater, but he did get to see the movie. And I went over and I said hello to him and it was uh, chatted with him for a little while. And then I went back to our seat because I wanted to just kind of hang out with our group. Uh, and it was Jackie, uh, Jeff McClelland, and I, and a few other people around who were just chatting and talking. And then that is when uh, somebody came over and they were like handing out stickers. And I'm like, I want one of those. I don't care what it is. <laughs> so I ended up, uh, she ended up giving out stickers to everybody. And I'm like, and it was funny because I said, can I please have an extra ticket? Because if you don't, the person sitting next to me is going to be really upset. So she said, oh, sure. That, of course, got you a ticket. And then Kate's like, I already got him a ticket. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> We're collectors. Yeah, that's no, the rule. She, if you're if you're with Dave and I, and there's an uh, an option to get something free that is Weird Al related, even if you, you personally think it's trash, always get it. Because we do not think it's trash. We have a, uh, you know... A plastic sleeve for it, waiting. <laughs> Kate had a sticker for you, and I had a sticker for you. And it was so. <laughs> uh, kind of like a, a pink oval, and it said, Keep yeah. Tiff Weird. It was really cool. Yeah, Keep Tiff Weird, and then underneath it said the Al Yankovic story. So there was like weird. It was Keep Tiff, and then it was the Weird, the Al Yankovic story logo. And it was not too long after midnight, maybe like 1210, that it sort of the lights dimmed, and it was time. Uh, to start and uh, the CEO of TIFF came out and, and welcomed everybody and then um, the the guy who curates Midnight Madness so um, Weird was premiering as part of Midnight Madness which is like this um, it's sort of the I guess the weird side of, of TIFF where they put more of the, the culty kind of movies um, and it's always at midnight hence Midnight Madness so right. uh, these are really popular these are like the things that um I guess more aligned with with my type of movies that I would see. I'm not really looking to see art films. I just want to see funny, right. action, corny, that kind of stuff. And so right. it's a it was really cool because um, that guy came out, and any of his events are really just like these people are there for for to have a good time, and they're not there to you know you know turn up their noses or anything. They're they're there to have a great time. So it's like he introduced the thing, and they they have this like I don't know what it was like a. a thing made out of like skulls and bones or <laughs> I don't even know what it was. And, and I guess there's yeah. a, a tradition where the guy, he like throws his hat and tries to like catch it on it or something. And so like <laughs> the whole audience is like, Oh, <laughs> you know, screaming about the hat throw. Yeah. He had to throw the hat like three or four times before he finally gave up and just walked over and placed it on the little uh, <laughs> skull and bones hat rack thing that was there. Yeah. But yeah, it was re- pretty cool. Uh, it was, I guess it's a tradition there. And then uh, shortly after that, uh, he basically introduced the movie. And this said, we, we had been waiting for this for so long, Ethan. But we finally got to see Weird the Al Yankovic story. Oh. The world premiere 
in a theater in the second row, surrounded by Weird Al fans and surrounded by an incredibly enthusiastic audience. Even they had like, you know, TIFF, like volunteer thank you volunteers commercials and like they had a commercial for like perfume with like Zendaya in it and like you know the the crowd was like clapping along and it was just it was so funny um you know oh. everyone was just like so psyched so pumped ready to have a good time and by the time the movie was playing like everyone was laughing everyone was cheering oh, yeah it was just like it was like being at a Weird Al concert really it um, was it was it was so amazing well, so we'll talk. We'll talk more about our review once we get through <laughs> this this weekend. We'll we'll come back to that because the film ended and um, the Midnight Madness guy came out and he introduced Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood, Eric Appel, and Weird Al to the stage. Yeah, it was really pretty cool. Like they they had a little Q and A session afterwards, uh, moderated by the Midnight Madness guy, and it was uh, it was cool. It was maybe about fifteen or twenty minutes long. Uh, of course, it was you know two o'clock in the morning at this point, <laughs> so I think uh, everybody was was ready for bed. But yeah, it was uh, it was very cool to get to see them up on stage. And uh, and I remember when Weird Al came out on stage, I think he noticed us in the audience and he pointed over at us. Yeah, pretty like, cool. Well, we're front and center, and uh, oh yeah. In Dave and Ethan order, so it was easy for him to notice us. You were, I think, you were wearing the um, the star shirt, right? The shirt you wore to the star ceremony, right? I was wearing, yeah, I was wearing the Hawaiian shirt that I wore to the uh, Hollywood star ceremony, and. Uh, Funnily enough, uh, Jackie was wearing the same uh, dinosaur dress oh. that she wore to the uh, the star ceremony. We didn't plan that, but it uh, happened to work out that way. Yeah, and then I had, of course, my 2,000-inch hat, and I was wearing, like, a, a, a suit jacket. And, um, yeah, Al, Al saw us. He smiled and pointed at us, and it was great. Uh, so they the, the Midnight Madness guy had a couple questions prepared, and then he took a couple audience questions, and... Uh, two people from our group got to ask a question. So both uh, Blair Freeman and Jeff McClellan got to ask questions. Um, and Jeff's, I actually saw his question got like quoted in a lot of the big reviews that nice. came out of the thing. <laughs> he asked if there was going to be a soundtrack, and Al said, we're working on it. So, uh, so cool. So, so cool. exciting. <laughs> it's a great question to ask. And it was just, I, I don't know, Dave, it was pretty stinking majestic <laughs> right yeah no, it was it was it was certainly a fun movie and uh we are going to remain spoiler free so we're not going to talk about the movie at all but it's definitely definitely something that i think people are going to enjoy if you're listening to this podcast if you've listened this far into our review of uh the toronto international film festival then you're super excited for this movie already <laughs> let me tell you you're going to be even more super excited when you actually get to see this movie well before we talk about some of our reactions Actions to the film. Um, Dave, you and Jackie and maybe someone else, maybe it was just you two, went home and me and part of the other group, we went to um, A&W <laughs> to get some like late night dinner and uh, it was very sketchy and oh, um, I, I'm trying to think of what the guy said, but the, like we kind of were all dressed up because we just went to a premiere and so we walk into this like kind of scuzzy a&W and this guy just like looks at me like straight in the eyes and he's like did somebody die and actually <laughs> um that was like earlier that day is when Queen Elizabeth passed away um, oh and so we're like right. we're like um well Queen Elizabeth just died and he he just like started like um saying weird stuff to us and 
and uh, he he like kicked off his shoe and kicked it in the air and it, like hit himself in the head. And then Ooh. and then he's like, "You're all a bunch of posers!" and started screaming at us, and then left. Uh, so you missed out on some some pretty interesting uh, experiences, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, well, Jackie and I retired, so we wanted to head back to the Airbnb, but we had a little adventure getting back there as well, because uh, this is late, you know, we uh, call for a a taxi, uh, and uh, as we're waiting for, or I guess we call for an Uber, as we're waiting for an Uber, uh, the the person, (laughs) this person just drives up, he's like, you need an Uber? And we're like, yeah, but uh, he's like, can you? He said, do you have cash? And we're like, oh, no, this guy's trying to scam us again. I don't know what's up with all these scammers on the streets of Toronto. But uh, like, no, it's okay. We'll just order through the app. And he stood there, waited there in his car, like, until our actual Uber showed up. It wow. was a little sketchy and a little That's scary. really sketch. And, uh, yeah. And fortunately, our Uber driver was great and uh, got us back to the Airbnb without any issues. Well, so by the time we finally got back and to bed, it was just like it was so late, and um, we we still had a handful of these tickets for Friday. We still needed a couple more, but then also I was still waiting to receive the ones that I had purchased. But we we go to bed, we pass out, and I think I woke up for like nine a.m. or something because we had to check out by like ten or eleven, I guess eleven yeah, from 11, the, yeah. the Airbnb. And so I, I look at my phone and I'd received the tickets that I bought, like really highly overpriced tickets that I bought just so we could go to the second screening. And it was for the wrong movie. <laughs> the guy sent oh, me no. for the wrong movie. So I'm like, this is like so early in the morning on a Friday. I'm like trying to get in touch with the company and they're not open yet. I'm trying to get in touch with the guy and he's not responding. Uh, it took me like an hour and I finally got through and I, I got a refund thankfully but then on the same website there were some more tickets for sale i guess because it was the day of the show for a little bit cheaper so i was able to get enough for uh, just oh, enough sick. for our group of <laughs> of six in the house and then one more and blair freeman had really wanted to go and he, he wasn't leaving until later so we, we uh we invited him along so yeah we we uh packed up headed out <laughs> downtown <laughs> and uh we got to the theater and and uh, same place where we saw the box office and the um, merchandise is where the screening was. Uh, I think it was around noon. Yeah, it was twelve fifteen screening. Uh, so we got down there uh, a little early. It was weird to where we ended up parking because there was construction going on for around the theater. Uh, they and sent us down this parking garage, but it wasn't clear how to get to the theater. Uh, so we leave the parking garage and we ended up like walking around a really long block to get to the theater. And as we're walking towards the theater, we look over and there's the parking garage. So we literally (laughs) did a huge circle, which we didn't need to do. (laughs) It was crazy, Um, but it's kind of good that we did that circle because, uh, as we're walking, they have, uh, you know, everything. They have people uh, giving out like you know, tabloids and um, other things on the street. Flyers that, and stuff. Uh, yeah, flyers and things like that. Well, uh, there were at least two that we saw of people giving out stuff that were TIFF related. So we grabbed them, and it turned out that Weird the Yankovic story was mentioned in both of the yeah. things that we had. I up wish we had, so. had more, but we had no idea. We're just like, okay, thanks. We'll look later. And then when <laughs> right. we went back later, they weren't there anymore. So it's like we each got one, but we weren't able to like get one for Bermuda and, or anyone else, unfortunately. But also when, when we were walking in, we passed, and I don't think you 
were with me, but I got to meet Dice Equilibrium, um, our friend who's been on the podcast, and she also creates those really awesome Weird Al mashup videos where she takes um, interviews with Al and matches it up to relevant footage. Um, so she was waiting in the standby line, hoping to get in, and I believe she was second in line. So she must have been there a long time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that was our original plan, was to wait in the standby line until you ended up securing us those extra tickets. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we overpaid for it, but hey, we got to see Weird the Al Yankovic story again, uh, less than <laughs> right <laughs> 12 hours later, twice in 24 hours. We saw yes, the first ever world premiere, and then we saw the world second premiere or whatever <laughs> <laughs> the matinee the next day yes it was insane it was so good yeah so this was a this was a definitely a smaller theater than uh the oh, Royal yeah. alexandria uh but we did end up uh we know we needed to get seven seats together and as we walked in many seats were taken but we did notice that the very last row the top row in the theater was still empty so we're like Let's just watch it from the back of the theater. We already saw it from the front of the theater. Let's watch it from the back. Yeah, this was like a real movie theater, so it was like sloped seats. Right. And I actually prefer sitting near the back, so it was, um, in that setting, quite good seats, I thought. Oh, yeah, the seats were great. It was a small enough theater that even sitting in the, the back row wasn't yeah. like, you know, sitting in a different time zone or anything <laughs> like that. But, yeah, we got those seven seats together, and we got to see Weird the Al Yankovic story again for the second time. It was incredible. It really was. And this was a, definitely a different audience than the first time. The first time, audience was very rowdy, very loud, and uh, very enthusiastic at the midnight one. This one, the audience was a little more subdued. So uh, it was great that we got to see it a second time because I did get to pick up some lines that I didn't get to hear the first time because the audience was so loud <laughs> right. and laughing over there. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was really great to get to, to re-see stuff. I mean, we also were watching it at like 12 to 2 in the morning the night before, so it was nice to be a little bit more awake and, and hearing it again, and um, I definitely look forward to seeing it, you know, 500 more times so I can, you know, memorize every single line and scene. And <laughs> <laughs> Right. But, yeah, I was, like, I was able to catch extra... There's Easter eggs in the movie. Like, you, oh, you yeah. watch the oh. movie again, and you look in the background, you'll see some, uh, some fun stuff. Like, in the trailer we pointed out, you saw 27... Uh, in one scene so there's like there's 27s there's references uh so definitely keep your eyes peeled um when you rewatch the film <laughs> um a million times and uh so we got to see it we got we grabbed some lunch and we said goodbye to our friends and uh so began our three-day journey back home <laughs> That's right. We ended up leaving Toronto much, much later than I thought we would. Uh, and obviously we had to get home that day because we did not have our Airbnb anymore. So I don't think we ended up leaving Toronto maybe four o'clock. We ended up hitting rush hour traffic. It was a long, long journey yeah. home. Uh, I think I ended up getting you home around two o'clock in the morning, yep. maybe. And I ended up getting home around four o'clock in the morning, Uh but yeah. it was it was totally worth the drive. It was totally totally worth incredibly incredibly fun time, and I'm so glad that we got to do it. And I was so glad that we got home on a, a Friday. So then, you know, I just like I think I slept the entire day <laughs> on Saturday. Just like oh my goodness, uh, it was such a great time though. Uh, but Dave, at this point, um, we had seen Weird the Al Yankovic story two times in its entirety. Yep. So, yep. you know, let's let's give our reaction to the film 
without giving any spoilers. What'd you think? Did you like the movie, Dave? <laughs> Ethan, I don't think I need to tell you this, but I absolutely loved it. This movie was so absurdly hilarious. I know everyone else is going to absolutely love it also. And trust me, you will not be disappointed when you see this movie. What an amazing, amazing movie and what an amazing experience. I co-sign everything you said, Dave. And, you know, we did an Instagram live outside the the, the premiere after we saw it. And uh, I think we've said this a few other places on the podcast and stuff. But uh, we, we totally recommend going into seeing this movie with as little information as possible. Stop reading the reviews. Stop watching that uh, trailer 27 times a day, as hard as it may be not to. Uh, <laughs> just go in and you are just going to enjoy it. It's You're going to love it. You know, the cameos, the jokes, and the, the fun, you're just going to, you know, explode with delight. It's so incredible. Everything is polished and, and beautiful. And, you know, Al's song over the credits is great. Uh, like, everything. Everything. Everything that, every expectation I had going into the film was met and exceeded, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Definitely you'll want to remain spoiler-free, and we will do our part on this podcast to ensure that you remain spoiler-free. Uh, we won't share any spoilers from the film, as we've mentioned before. But yes, absolutely, do try to go, and if you can, as spoiler-free as possible. I think it'll really pay off in the end. Now, you know, when they first announced that Daniel Radcliffe was playing Al, there was, I think, equal parts excitement and equal parts like, huh? What? And if you had any sort of hesitation in your mind when it comes to Daniel Radcliffe being Weird Al, you need to throw that out the window because he absolutely 127% kills it as Al. He is perfect. It's hilarious. And really, everyone in the movie does such a great job. Yeah, again, without getting too much into it, this film is extremely polished. And it's beautiful looking and sounding. And it is Insane when you think about it that they put this film together in just like 18 days of, sh of shooting. It's insane, but it turned out so incredible. It really did. And and like the movie is, uh, it's just under two hours long. It's like 108 minutes. And Dave, <laughs> both times when I saw the movie, I was like, this has only been 20 minutes. How has it ended already? Like it just, it goes by so fast. There's just so much in there. And, you know, I, I talked about, uh, Daniel, but I want to also mention all of the actors and actresses in the movie really had big, big shoes to fill. I mean, Dr. Demento and Madonna, uh, Oprah, you know, all these people that you've heard. I mean, and to people like Dave and I and, and, and our, our friends were in some of these cases, we know the real people like we know the real, you know, Bermuda and Steve and Jim and and everyone was excellent. It was just it was Pretty stinking majestic, really, through and through. Yeah, there's been rumors swirling around about potential theater screenings. Well, if you have an opportunity to see this film in a theater with an audience like we did, we highly recommend you do that. Invite your friends, watch it together. It is going to be insane whether you're watching it in a theater or on the Roku channel. But definitely, if you can get together with a group of friends, we recommend watching it together as well. Now, just to you know, add to our review with some more spoiler-free stuff, we actually posted on the Weird Al subreddit that we would answer any question spoiler-free. So we pulled a couple of these, and we'll read them to you because you know these are the the popular ones that were on there. So you may have these questions for yourself. Uh, user opening estimate thirteen forty three was asking about the new song Weird Al is recording. He said, "Is it a brand new song or is it a re-recording? And what do you think?" 
It's brand spanking new and it's fantastic. And it's not a song you want to listen to for the first time out of context. It's perfectly placed. Don't go searching for it. Watch it when you see the movie. That's that's our recommendation. Oh yeah, I agree. Definitely do not seek out bootlegs of that song. You'll you'll definitely want to hear it in its co- correct context. And a user the Crooked Knight said, "How weird was it?" Which we replied, "You know the phrase turn it up to 11? Well, turn it up to 27." <laughs> user realistic ask 9224 asked, "Is it appropriate for a 9-year-old?" And this is kind of a tough question to answer. Uh, we said there's no swearing. We think a mature nine-year-old should be okay, but it sh- may be worth uh, viewing it first and making your own determination as the parent. Um, you know, they, they have partnered with Mad Libs, which is kind of a young adult book. So maybe, um, you know, the powers that be at, at Roku and, and uh, Penguin Ram- Random House feel that it is more appropriate for younger kids. But um, I don't feel like telling parents how to parent so <laughs> make your own determination that's my recommendation user wackadoo 66 asked if there are any marvel-esque post-credit scenes not after the credits no but you're gonna want to watch until the very end because weird al's new song plays throughout the credits and now we we uh received this question from mr carner on reddit but we've also just everywhere talking to people and looking online we keep seeing it coming up do i have to own a roku to watch it um, how, how can I see this thing? I think there's a lot of confusion there, Dave. Um, you can buy a Roku and access the Roku channel, but it's our understanding that it's going to be streaming on the Roku channel. On You can watch it on your computer or your phone. Uh, you do not need an actual Roku device to watch it. Now, we know that there will be the U.S. premiere at Beyond Fest this coming Friday, and a lot of our friends and fans will be attending, so we hope everyone is respectful and does not post spoilers online and ruin the experience for others. But definitely enjoy the show. And again, we'll not be discussing any spoilers on the podcast. That is until the movie is out, and then, you know... We will be bursting open the floodgates. We'll be talking about the spoilers up the wazoo. We've got interviews, discussions, everything planned. We're so excited uh, to finally get to talk to more than just our group of 16 people (laughs) that went to the film uh, about this. It's just so exciting. It's so much fun. Um, We can't wait for you to see it on November 4th. Well, hopefully you found our review very entertaining, and I'm sure you'll find the movie entertaining as well. If you have any further questions, feel free to reach out to us on our official Facebook group, group group.2000inch.com, or over on our official Discord server. Well, Dave, after last episode's counting mishap, thanks a lot, intern Frank. This episode is finally, finally, the last Discover Dazzle ad we will ever have to do. Ever. For real this time. We promise. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Dazzle, promoting tourism in Dazzle, Minnesota for the very last time. For real this time. The very last time. Not only is historic Dazzle, Minnesota uh, a town, it also will never, ever, ever be spoken of again on our podcast. You know what's great about Dazzle, Minnesota, Dave? Yeah, absolutely nothing. Well, that may be true, but what's really great is after this episode, we never, ever, ever have to talk about that wretched, filthy, horrible place ever again. 
That is so great. I can't say I'll miss our time doing these required six Discover Dazzle ads, but as Jackson Scoggins said, it's only fair. Wait, what did you say? Jackson Scoggins said it was only fair? No, no, the other part. That is great. What? That's the other thing I said. Oh, no, 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 no. The other, other thing. I said, I can't say I'll miss our time doing these ads. No! How many did you say we had to do? Oh, six. We are required to do six Discover Dassel ads, and then our punishment is over. Um, Dave? What? This is it! We finally made it! This is our sixth and final one! Yay! Yay! So visit Dassel, Minnesota on your next expedition, if you must. And after you visit Dassel, Minnesota, we're obligated to mention that discoverdassel.biz is also a website, and now we will never mention Dassel again. This is a special hamster alert to the Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system. Sponsored by Jack Bateman. Well, now that the horrible fiasco with the discovered Dassel ad is finally over and done with forever, it's nice to be able to return to our normal ad all about cute, fuzzy, sweet little hamsters. Uh, Ethan. What? Did you see that Jack Bateman sent us a message? No, I must have missed that. What did he say? Well, he said that he felt that it wasn't fair that Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger get to advertise both of their restaurants with only one sponsorship. And now that we made an exception for Discover Darwin and Discover Dassel to do the same, he thinks it's only fair that we talk about guinea pigs for the next six episodes. Ah! You've got to be kidding me, Dave! Oh, don't worry. I'm kidding. Oh, phew! That is all for this episode's very important special hamster alert via the Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free. Thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, Jack Bateman, and Mark Heidenreich. And for the very last time ever, the less-than-incredible Discover Dassel. Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters, NES Josh 64, Rim Jams Jared and Rocky, Kenneth, UH Jeff, Scott, Adriana, Gus and Alicia, Javier, Kev, Matthew, Mike, Ajax, Allison, Zeb, Blair, Jake, and our newest close personal friend level Patreon supporter, Dana B. Also, thank you to Drew and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our freakishly, fantastically, family-friendly, wonderful, wild, wacky, weird Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, like those pretty stinking majestic people you just heard, your own private RSS feed, and access to secret episodes. And now would be a great time to join if you have not already, because you'll be the very first to hear our The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour Concert Review Bonus Episodes. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise shop over at shop.2000inch.com. Now that October is here and the cooler weather is starting to roll in, be sure to pick up an Inverse Logo Unisex Zip Hoodie or two to keep you and your loved one warm on these chilly autumn nights. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al 
and Red Rump to Goody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you are there, click on ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour, or click on black and white and weird all over bonus episodes for our special series where the author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his book, page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast app. Make sure you're subscribed because it not only helps the podcast, it helps keep peanut butter, banana, and bacon sandwiches on the menu at Graceland. Plus, we love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent-pending 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. You might even hear your message in a future episode. Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast would like to thank Polyester, Harlan Simpson, Jeff Morris over at DMDB.org, UH Jeff Nucera, Cat O'Carroll, Izzy, Jackson Scoggins, Scott Sorensen, Blair Freeman, Justin Waldman, Jeff McClelland, Eric Appel, and Kate and Jackie. And thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song. And thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thank you to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. And until next time, remember to gill and chill. Hey, Ethan, can you please pay me back in Canadian cash for that Coke Zero I bought you in Canada? Sorry, Dave. I don't have any Canadian cash on me, eh? Oh, I beg to differ. What about that loony you got at the Toronto International Film Festival after getting your photo taken? Well, I don't have it anymore, eh? What are you talking about? Well, I used it to bribe that border agent to let intern Frank out of the cage. You know, we saw him in on our way home. Money poorly spent. I'm just kidding. I used it to buy some butter at the rest area. Okay, now that's money well spent. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 174-inch. Dave and Ethan, the 2000-inch Weird Al podcast story. You're all a bunch of posers.